Hey guys, Monty, and you're listening to The Spin Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We got a review of the new Little Pump album, Harvard Dropout, today. But first, let's listen to Spring and By Summer Fall by Blonde Redhead off their album 23. And of course, I'm joined here today by my co-host, Jane O'Connor, yet again. Hey, everybody. As always, and again, we're going to be reviewing the new Little Pump album, Harvard Dropout, um, an album that has been about two years now in the making, maybe a year and a half. Yeah, he pushed back the release date for yeah, like, he, last summer. Yes, he did. It was supposed to come out last summer. And the end product, which we'll talk about soon, isn't really, I think, worth the pushback. But yeah. first... I, I want to get this out here, first and foremost. You're not going to hear much music played on today's episode. And the reason for that is it's a little pump, and it's trap rap. And there's not much you can play from trap rap because it's just so expletive, and we're regulated by the FCC. Yeah. Trust me, if, would, the, if we weren't, I would still play it because I don't really care. But but it wouldn't really add much to the show. No, it wouldn't add much to the or show. Anything, really. Or anything, either. Jane is basically in agreement with me on this record. But first, let's get into a little bit of the latest in music news, because a little bit happened. Um, and first and foremost, R. Kelly happened, if you haven't been oh, following yeah. that. So R. Kelly, who's a piece of trash, that's FCC regulated, but it's true. You can objectively state that R. Kelly is just a bad person. Yeah, not, um, not a Is guy. now being uh, criminally charged for sexual abuse of minors, attempted assault, and more. He was allegedly, allegedly abusing four women, three of them minors, between 1998 and 2010. And I mean, I th- everybody knew this. Yeah, this was sort of an ongoing thing. This has been happening for quite some time. There was that whole documentary on it, uh, Surviving R. Kelly, and now it's coming really to a head. Uh, and he was granted $1 million, $1 million bond today. Yeah. Which is a decent amount of money. He can afford it. I mean, it. he can af- Yeah, he can yeah, afford Yeah, he's that. one of the more really famous um, R&B artists, and he's based out of Chicago, I believe. And Chicago PD has had a fire oh, week. Yeah. Jesse Just, Smollett, Smollett. And now R. Kelly again. And so, essentially, the prosecutors are saying that he did various things that I can't talk about on air because, again, you're going to hear this consistently today. The FCC would uh, take us off if that was the case. Um, but yeah, this has been a long time coming and R. Kelly has been sort of caught up in this whirlwind since 2005. Yeah. He hasn't been known for his music since at least the 90s. It, it's been, it's been, it's been everything else. Yeah. The, it's been this way for a long time for R. Kelly, but you know, it's always baffled me how he's c- relatively kept his popularity to the point he has today. Yeah. And he even headlined Pitchfork, the site that I'm reading this article off of in 2012. Wasn't there that whole like, um. Uh, what was it? The ring, the cult he started. Uh, yeah, like he had like ago. some sort of cult around him or something like that, and uh, you know, he's just a really scummy person. And I'm saying that from my own personal opinion. I know other people maybe have different ones, and you probably shouldn't because 
it, it, if you've read the stuff this guy has done in the past, it's literally none of it is redeeming. Yeah, not and, even the music. Yeah, not even the music. R. Kelly hasn't released a good album in a long time. Do you remember that whole Trapped in the Closet? Yeah, like he released a whole, whole <laughs> list of those things, like, consistently. I can't believe there were actually, like, serious actors in that, too. Yeah, no, he went it totally made on that. That's probably the only good thing he's ever done. It was amusing. Yeah, it was quite amusing, and there's many of them, and South Park did a whole thing on it. Uh, Peter Frampton announced a farewell to- tour. He reviewed a muscle disease diagnosis. Now, Peter yeah. Frampton is sort of like probably your mom's favorite guitarist from the 70s if your mom is older. Um, my mom is more in the 80s, but Peter Frampton is a pretty quintessential British guitarist. So I guess that's important. important. Yeah. Um, Sad. Royal Trucks announced a rescheduled tour. Royal Trucks released a lot of noise rock in the... 90s and they're a decent band you should check them out they progressively got more poppy but that's not what we're here for today we're not here for describing primarily the news we're here to talk about the new little pump album and how we feel about the new little pump album yeah um. so here we go i can't unfortunately again play a song off this record for you yeah, every single one I think is. I've I've attempted to lyrics. I've attempted to do so in the past. I think in our last review, because when James was still here, we did review Little Pump's self-titled album debut, and we gave like, I think James' score or my score was, uh, someone tell your mom about this or something like that, or go to college, um, and so I think Little Pump ran with our memetics there. And this is the result, Harvard dropout. Now, if you didn't know, Little Pump is part of this wave. He was born in 2000. He's part yeah. of this wave of relatively young yeah. trap rap artists. SoundCloud rap. Yeah, SoundCloud rappers. And if you haven't downloaded Tinder and you are a girl uh, and gone on Tinder and swiped right on like more than five guys, you'd realize that a lot of them are SoundCloud rappers. It's just quite a common thing. You've probably dated one. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> And uh, not very many of them are good. They use the same recycled beats, yet it blew up in popularity about three years ago. And there's been some good releases to come out of this wave of trap rap in general. Denzel Curry with Imperial, fantastic record. Check it out. Uh, You have Playboy Cartier with Die Lit. That was a good record. Um, And, you know, Travis Scott, of course, Rodeo fantastic record so i can't dismiss this entire genre like a lot of music reviewers i think at hillsdale and elsewhere would do just because it's like trendy rap music yeah but But, mostly i would say i don't know doesn't bode well for the rap genre no but then you have artists like little pump which at one point in time were a complete and utter meme you know Little Pump never was incredibly, incredibly popular in terms of, like, critical acclaim ever up until recently. And it's so weird to see a guy who was essentially a gigantic meme become looked at seriously. Yeah, I mean, he's got, like, Kanye on this record. Yeah. Uh, Kanye West is on here. There's Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne is on here. He has a ton of people with name recognition on. On this record. Yeah. Uh, Which I don't even understand how that happened. I mean, that's the only thing propping up the album. Yeah. The mixing's average. Yeah. Everything uh, about it is... Everybody's saying how, you know, the mixing on this album... So that's the first thing we're going to talk about. Everybody's talking about the mixing on this record. Everybody says, oh, this 
The mixing on this record is so fantastic. You know, it's there. It's clear. It's it's concise. It's punchy. I'll give it at the fact that it's punchy. Trap rap in general has to be punchy. You have to have a punchy production on your trap rap because you want hard-hitting beats because your beats aren't really worth anything unless you really edit with them. And when you do that, your song instantly becomes 10 times better, but it's a bit harder to do. Um, a band which constantly recycles beats is Migos, and I talked about this in the past. Migos's last record was absolute and utter trash, and I said, this is the main standard-bearing sound of trap rap at the time, and Little Pump has sort of followed this, but he's done it worse. And the production is just a bit more muddy. It's not as clear and concise. It feels muddy. It feels almost overproduced. Harvard Dropout feels almost yeah. overproduced. Yeah, and I don't know. I really feel like pushing back the release date was not a good idea. I mean, if he actually worked on it more. Yeah, and the reason why I b- want to bring up Migos, too, is Offset is on this record with a collab with uh, Fasho Fasho. Uh, and then you have Quavo, also for Migos fame, on Too Much Ice featuring Quavo. And, you know, Little Uzi Vert is also on this thing, multi-millionaire. Uh, and there's just consistent, consistent, you know, everything sort of flows together. Crazy here. that all those people could be on this record and it could turn out like total trash. Yeah. And, and of course, a lot of these artists on here aren't total trash. Kanye West, fantastic artist himself. Well, that's what I mean. Like all yeah. these great people could I, be on this. I absolutely adore Kanye West. Um, his last album of Kids See Ghost was fantastic. And if you haven't listened to it, you need to check it out. It's like if the Flaming Lips actually did hip-hop. And no, not that really garbage Flaming Lips hip-hop collab they did with Miley Cyrus. Dead Pets, remember that? Do you remember Dead Pets? Um, yeah, I kind of... 2015? Once, I, you know, 2000, that was their peak, and that was, like, it for yeah. me. They, they collabed with Miley Cyrus, and the end result was just a, an egregious record. But um, some of the songs here, uh, let's talk about the songs a little bit. The songs themselves are short. There's 16 tracks in this record. They're two minutes long, so it isn't a chore to get through some of them. Um, Migos I mean, with it feels Ma- like a chore. Yeah. Migos of Culture 2, which I'm going to relate this album to, when they dropped their record, they did a lot of four-minute, five-minute trap rap songs. And I am of the firm conviction that no trap rap artist should go above three minutes. And the reason for that is the beats just get stale. Unless you're switching things up, and like Travis Scott, it's not worth going over three minutes. Yeah, and there's nowhere when you listen to most of these, there's nowhere they could really go beyond two minutes. Yeah. Um, these songs are simple. And you can't really fault Little Pump for being complex. Because if you're like, I'm searching for complexity in Little Pump, you've come to the wrong place. Yeah. So you can't really critically appraise them from that aspect. I mean, there's no false advertising. It's called Harvard Dropout, and it's basically all about how he's not educated. Yeah, no, that's the main consistent theme in all the songs on this record is that he's not educated, that he sort of just worked his way up from the bottom um, with little to no, you know, education on his back and became a millionaire, which to Little Pump's credit, he did. Little Pump really worked his niche and worked his fame and... Here he is now driving Lambos and, you know, yeah, a year whatnot. younger than me and a year younger than Jane. And, you know, he'd be a freshman here. Yeah, I think he was born in 2000. Yeah, he'd be a freshman. He'd be which is a weird, weird, weird thought to think about that. This dude is younger than me. This dude was couldn't remember 9-11 and I hardly can remember 9-11. That's at the back of my mind. I was like three years old. But anyways, <laughs> um, 
Basically, so, he's young. Yeah. The, 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 the theme starts off with Dropout. We have Dropout. And that's, again, sets the theme for the record. Then Nuh-uh, Then I Love It featuring Kanye West and Lil Pump. And we talked about this before on the show, but that, that was, was the... Not a... I I came out, I was... I like this song as a meme. It's definitely a meme. It was... I think they released it at the Pornhub Awards it's featuring Kanye West. Um... And, you know, you've probably heard it by now. Yeah. They tried to do a clean version on SNL, and it was garbage. The clean version was just trash. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't even like it as a meme, honestly. Yeah, but then, so that's the song that I think everybody knows of this record. Then Ion featuring Smoke Perp, uh, which is one of the decent cuts from the record. Then Fashion Fast featuring Offset, Racks on Racks on Racks on Racks. That one, I don't know. That was one of the more memorable cuts yeah, from the album, I think, was... just because of how he was presenting him, his, you know, flow, um, which yeah. was a bit stuttery. Nice. I like that song. Um, a, yeah. On a very, like, non-imaginative album that they still, like, the Vroom 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 one, yeah. still somehow managed to disappoint me further. Butterfly Doors, uh, no, Off-White is next, then Butterfly Doors, which is your quintessential, if you remember from Little Pump, self-titled. There was a bunch of stuff on that about how he was driving expensive cars and whatnot. This is your Little Pump expensive car song. Multi-Millionaire featuring Little Uzi Vert, and this is basically playing on the same themes that we talked about before. He's uneducated, but he's rich. Be Like Me featuring Little Wayne, who dropped an album last year that was, I think, the Carter Five, I'm pretty yeah. sure. That one's just about how he dropped out and he's rich and you should be like him. Yeah. Or you want to be like him. Yeah, multi-million. You want to be with, be like him. Uh, then we have Vroom Vroom Vroom, which is, again, your little pump car song. It's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. That's pretty much half the lyrics. Uh, and then, oh, Be Like Me. Yeah, I already mentioned that, but Multi-Millionaire was before that. Then Stripper Name. This is my favorite song on the record, just for the mimetic value of it. It's featuring... YG and 2 Chains, first and foremost, which is just an interesting combo because it's 2 Chains. Secondly, um, he says one of the bars is, I know her stripper name, it's Patricia. Yeah. I've never yes. heard Patricia as a stripper name before. They're like Candy or, or Jewel or yeah. something like that. Cherry but Decker. But it's, it's Patricia. I just find that hilarious. Do you think that's funny, Jane? I mean, yeah, like Patty. That's a, like a stripper. She like introduced herself. She's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's my favorite bar on this record by far, because it just sort of jumps out at you too. It's an ad lib. I mean, it sticks with you. Yeah, it's an ad lib in between bars, and it, it's it's memorable for sure. Then we have drug addicts featuring Little Pump, which I believe is about um, him snorting cocaine. Uh, and being Eskiet, rich. Eskiet, or Eskiet. Eskiet. It's, like, it's like his ochre, you know? Yeah, no, it's his ochre. And that's what he says for Phil's constantly. And, you know, it's just sort of his it's sort of his thing to say. And this is the song about it, which I think is hilarious in itself. He wrote a song about his, his phrase, man. And... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was just... And then it ends with a decent cut. I think one of the more mild cuts on the record, and that's who that. And so by this point, you're 40 minutes and you're wondering to yourself, why did I sit down and, and go through 40 minutes of little pump material if I knew I wasn't going to like it? Well, the because answer my to co-host that is, told me to. Yeah, well, the answer to that is because I told Jane to, and B, <laughs> for my aspect, I reviewed Little Pump before on this show. 
So you have to. You have to like keep up, you know. Well, this is really the first time I'm able to I've been able to review an artist um, you know, that came out with something that I've done before. And this is only going to happen, I think, really this semester and next for this show. Because I'm leaving after that. I'm yeah. graduating early. And it's like from a deb- debut. Like yeah, before, and, and it's now from a debut. So you're like So this up is sort him. of an important release by Little Pump, believe it or not. You know, um, it's easy to write this off as just being, you know, garbage material. I'm going to not very review easy. this. It's very, very easy because it's true. But I don't feel like doing that. I really want to do a review of Little Pump's sophomoric effort. So, by and large, and I'm going to say my opinion about this, and I'm going to go a bit long-winded, because again, we really can't play music on this episode, and I sincerely apologize, and by the way, you're listening to The Spin Room with Monty and Jane on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, but like I was saying, I really want to play music from this, but I just can't. At so least we could read the titles. I, I Yeah. I have to give a long-form opinion on this record in totality and so here it is little pump is a fun guy to watch little pump is in certain situations like a frat party fun to listen to little pump would have been perfect for you know a frat party on hillsdale my freshman year because that's when you know trap was getting popular it sort of had its highest mimetic value to it and now here we are in 2019 and little pump has lost basically the luster that i think made him incredibly incredibly interesting to at least me and to a lot of other people because whereas before you had this really young kid just rapping about absurd topics i think he should have just stopped after that and disappeared he would have been like this yeah. kind of fun thing that everybody yeah. was like do you remember little pump and was like yeah, yeah i remember i i completely <laughs> agree with that but here we are with Harvard dropout. And we're like supposed to take him seriously. I don't think we're supposed to take him seriously, per se. But everybody is taking him seriously. Every All the critics are actually looking at this with praise and approval, trying to find some gem in it and trying to find some silver lining in it and trying to find some experimental bent that Little Pump is somehow doing that falls in line of culture. They're not really listening to what he's saying. He's not educated. <laughs> uh, there's nothing here that you can critically really point to as being on par with even the work of Migos. You can at least say Migos had a huge cultural impact of Culture One. You could say that they brought some fantastic production to the table, but even with this record, there's not much in the way of fantastic production. There's The things that people are walking away from this record are, hey, this dude had a funny bar. Or this dude said something that was totally off color. Or this dude did a funny collab with a funny music video with Kanye West. And it's funny because it's Kanye West and he Kanye West is supporting Trump or whatnot. And you could just walk away with this from a million angles. But none of them are angles that involve the music itself. Critically speaking, all these you're looking at it from above and sort of just laughing at it and taking it with humor. And that's the best way to go about this record. If you want to listen to it for... You know, you think it's funny, be my guest. Go right ahead because you'll get that. And this record is quite funny. But really, other than that, there's nothing worth of value here. The The genre is exhausted. I always said that Culture 2, going back to Migos again, because it was so long, would be like the be here now of trap rap. 
Be Here Now being the Oasis record that they released in, I think, 1998. Sounds about right. Or no, it was 1997, because it was the year OK Computer came out, too. Uh, what a year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what a year. One of the best years of music, by the way, on 1997. Tons of fantastic albums were released that year, but... You don't walk away with anything really important here. And again, on the Migos topic, I thought that Migos 2 was shutting the door, so to speak, on trap rap, continuing to innovate at the speed it was before. And this record sort of just shows, and the critical hype that was somehow built around this album sort of shows that that's true. And I'm going to give this a serious score this time because unlike last time everybody wants to talk about this seriously so this is a solid one out of ten um i don't hate it i can't say that i hate it because then i'd be taking it too seriously and little pump would win um but i hate it it's it's not it's not just one yeah it's not good so jane it's yeah it's not good it just i mean it's just empty lyrically and musically and it's just there's nothing going for it and it's too bad because i don't listen to that much rap and i'd like to get more into it and this was just a terrible introduction um i don't know should i even give it a rating i mean if you don't want to you don't have to is a zero out of ten a thing one out of, i don't know let's give it a 0.5. 0. 0.5 0. 0.5 all right i i, I thought about giving it a 0. 0.5 but i ended up not doing it just because you know my 0.5s are reserved for albums that actually like physically offended me and not very many albums end up doing that so anyways we're gonna call it quits there thanks for listening here's minimum wage by casper Combs, an artist that is far better than little pump we'll be here next week <laughs>